0: The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised.
1: When Nicole Sandler sits down
0: to do her show, she's the producer, booking the guests, pulling the audio, planning the show, the engineer, running the controls, troubleshooting any problems, playing the sounds,
1: calling the guests. she's the webmaster, writing the blog, posting the podcast, maintaining the website, not to mention the host, interviewing the guests, explaining the issues, giving opinions and calling out the bad guys. And then you get The Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com. coming the Congress has said no comfort for poor people not anymore we'll teach him a lesson by slamming the door the stars in the sky look down where he lay his parents are lazy his dad might be gay well they are a burden enough. We're cutting off access to all that free stuff. That baby grew up and he taught peace and love. There are many believers in Congress, (laughs) sort of, they claim to embrace the example he taught. To witness their actions we think they do not Away in a manger, no crib for his bed With Congress concerned, Merry Christmas was dead They focused on that and ignored all the rest Devising new ways to oppress the oppressed stay or else his teachings might get in their way there's money to grub and their wars to sustain that they believe in their faith they just feign to them we now say you are not what you claim it's apparent that profit is your only aim Whatever you say and whatever you do, we don't want to hear crap about Christmas from you. (laughs) Uh,
2: There's uh, the holiday spirit for you. Don Karen at Parody Project having fun with traditional Christmas songs. Um, Hey, just a reminder that uh, with Christmas this year falling on a Monday... Um, we will do our annual Christmas music show. Um, I guess maybe I'll do, I don't know, I'll do one or two days. I haven't figured it out yet. Um, But I'll upload it and maybe uh, Progressive Voices might even play it over the weekend. So um, you have Christmas Eve music, I'm not sure. But it'll be um, on ProgressiveVoices.com and uh, of course on my stream. Hi, welcome uh, to a, what day is today? It's Wednesday. Oh my God. Um, and today's the twi- today's the thirteenth of of December. Um, and, and that date is important, so hold that thought for just a second. Let me tell you what we've got coming up for today. You know, um back it was like five months ago when the SAG AFTRA strike was just getting started that I reached out to an old friend of mine, David Jolliffe, who happens to be on the executive board of After, he's on the negotiating committee, um, and I invited him to come on the show and and talk to us about the strike. And he did, and he brought along, this was back in July, I was still in Florida, he brought along two of his friends, like show business royalty, Francis Fisher and Sean Aston and I've never met them before, but they're, you know, they're all buds, all those, those Hollywood royalty people. Anyway. Um, uh, so I'd been in touch with Dave when, once it, the news broke last month that they had come to a settlement and, um, but the, the whole, uh, membership still had to vote on it. Um, I asked him, well, when it's all said and done, will you come back on and we can talk about, you know, what you accomplished? And sure enough, um, today, uh, Dave Jolliffe will be here. and then he sent me um an email after we agreed to do it. he said i'll I'll check with Francis Fisher and Sean Aston and see if they can join us too. He said they're both uh, they're both traveling, but let's see. So I did get confirmation from Francis Fisher that she will jump on the, the the zoom. Um, they'll be with us at the bottom of the hour, so at about uh, well, whatever thirty wherever you are here in Arizona, it'll be three 30. Um, and, uh, and Sean Aston either he will join us or not. I'm not sure. But, um, the reason I wanted to do this is uh, multifold. One is, have you noticed this great resurgence in organized labor? I've always been a, a fan of it. In fact, it's my membership in AFTRA, from the olden days before SAG and AFTRA merged, um, that, uh, you know, is making me able to float right now. Um, because I was vested in AFTRA from my work in Los Angeles. So I, I have a small pension and thank goodness, cause without it, I don't know where I'd be. Um, and uh, uh, so and we, we've watched a number of labor victories from the Writers Guild, of course, SAG-AFTRA, um, the railroad workers who finally got what they were asking for, um, United Auto Workers. I mean, there have been a number of strikes this year alone, and they've all worked out to the benefit of the workers. Go figure. So um, there's that. And and that's good news. And the thing is, you know, we we all heard, all right, so the strike's over. Actors are going back to work. The writers went back to work before the actors did. um, But we don't really know the specifics, especially with the AI provisions, the artificial intelligence provisions. And apparently that was the sticking point, um, but anyway, I'll, I will wait. And rather than me try to tell you what they got, um, uh, I'll let uh, I'll let our experts fill us in. So they'll join us. I don't know about twenty minutes or so. In the meantime, um, there was a lot of news today. I thought we'd go through some of it. But uh, in my travels, as I'm reading up on what's going on in the news, one thing jogged my memory. And here's the line that got me. 23 years ago today, Vice President Al Gore conceded the presidential election to George W. Bush after the Supreme Court ruled in W's favor. To some of us, it seems like just yesterday. In fact, I'm one of those. So uh, uh, on December 13th, 2023 in case you haven't been following along um I was I was still in Kazakhstan I had gone over there to adopt my daughter and um it's it's a whole story I mean here is a long story and if you haven't yet checked out uh, my adoption journal I invite you to do so it's posted at nicolesandler.com um and if you go on the there's like a, a navigation menu along the top and one of the, the things says, uh, I think it says about Nicole. And um, on it, one of the pull down, under the pull down of about Nicole is um, mine and Allison's adoption story. So um, I just want to share some of it with you because there I was in Kazakhstan as the whole drama, the Bush v. Gore drama was unfolding. I'm in Kazakhstan and the only English language news programming is Fox. So any coverage I got of the the back and forth, the Bush v. Gore thing came under the Fox cloud. So I wasn't getting, you know, good coverage. I was just keeping an eye on. So then, well, I'm going to go into my journal and share this with you because um, we find, we were supposed to leave Kazakhstan on the twelfth of December it would have been twenty three years ago yesterday because we had to go out through Moscow because at the time there was no embassy in Kazakhstan to to exit it, to get all the the paperwork and everything, so we had to leave Kazakhstan, fly to Moscow and undergo some, go to the embassy there and get all the paperwork in order. And then from there, fly out. Well, they kept delaying things. The The visas weren't done in time. And then, and then we're coming up against the holidays and there are no, you know, seats on planes. So I'm looking at, um, here, I'm going to, I'll put this up. So you can actually see what I'm looking at. Those of you who are uh, watching a video, um, one of the video feeds. So here's, um, uh, can I do this? Hold on. Let me bring this down a little bit so I'm not giving you way too much information. So um, uh, up on the screen is is a, a page from my journal and it says December 12th. 2000, still in Almaty, Kazakhstan. And I wrote, it's, it's Tuesday, December 12th, about 12, 20 p.m., and I'm still in Kazakhstan. I should have been in Moscow by now, but Allison's visa didn't come through in time. We had our exit interview at the U.S. Embassy here in Almaty yesterday afternoon, and our coordinator, Galea, misunderstood when she was told that Allison's passport was ready. She thought that meant that her exit visa was ready, too, which it wasn't. So we went to the Air Kazakhstan office to change our tickets from the Wednesday two a.m. flight to the Tuesday two a.m. flight to give us an extra day in Moscow to avoid any potential problems. We got back to the apartment about seven thirty and finished packing at nine. I got the call saying that Allison's visa had not come in and we would not be leaving. Needless to say, I was not happy. This morning it was back to the airline office to change the tickets back, more money, and luckily our seats were still available all three families that were supposed to leave last night were held up due to the lack of the children's visas. So, so the, um, uh, the, the, the yeah, the, the drama goes on and on and, um, uh, I'll, I'll keep sharing it with you a little bit. Um, so, and I said, so now I'm ready to go tonight. Again, this was the 12th, right? Um, it's I wrote, I I spoke with Michael, the coordinator in Moscow, who told me not to worry that he'd be able to get us in and out in one day. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that my plane leaves here on time tonight. And that we get Allison's visa. So as I'm writing this, I wrote, here we are at the stalker internet cafe. That was the name of the internet cafe, the stalker, uh, Alison happily throwing Cheerios on the floor and me typing away, waiting for the food I just ordered. I hope, to not be back in touch until I'm back on U.S. soil. Now I understand why people kiss the ground when they land. I'm ready for some dirty lips. And then the next time I wrote, it was from Miami, because we flew back in um, through Miami, because my father was very sick. He was not doing well. I was living in Los Angeles at the time. So anyway, the date on that is December 17th. So we made it back to Florida. But what happened was on the 13th, Al Gore conceded. Right, the Supreme Court did their dirty work. Thank you, Sandra Day O'Connor. May you rest in peace. And um, so the the uh, um, so what I wanted was in Moscow. I wanted the Moscow newspaper, like the Moscow Times. I didn't even know what it was, with the the headline, you know, election f- settled or whatever. And the problem is we, so we landed in Moscow. We went straight to the, you know, we, we did all the thing, but we got to the airport the morning of, I want to say it was the 13th or the four, the days are all coming together. Um, And there's a funny story in the, in the, um, in the journal about adventures in poopy diapers and airplanes and buses. Oh my that you can read on your own should you care to, again, just look for our adoption journal. But so I went, I'm, I'm like going through the airport in Moscow, trying to find the newspaper and they were not out. They weren't there before I had to get on the plane and left. So we had to switch planes. We had a layover in Frankfurt, Germany, at which time I was able to get the newspaper from Uh, from the 14th. It was December 14th, 2000, and it is the International Herald Tribune. It wasn't exactly the one I wanted, but it's a decision. It's Bush. So I'm a pack rat, so I've held on to this for all these years thinking that this would be a piece of history to have. And I guess it is, but it was not the one I wanted. I wanted the December 13th paper and couldn't get it. But anyway... um, bear with me because, you know, I, I go through this every year at around this time, but, uh, so it was, um, 23 years ago tonight, we made it to Moscow and I thought what I would do, I've got one little bit of video from, um, the hotel in Moscow. We were at the, um, Moscow, the Marriott Tverskaya, I think it was called. Anyway, I I shot a little bit of video. Um, So for those of you watching the video, uh, this was our last, the last bit of video I shot um, before we headed back to the States. All right, we're in Moscow. It's the last night before we go back to the States. And there's Allison. Allison, silly girl. That doesn't go in your ear. That doesn't go in your ear. No. And she's a chubby little baby now. A pen cover in her ear. No, that's not a toy. That's not a toy. Mommy's been packing, getting ready to go. We finally had a nice night in a hotel. Well, we haven't yet. But we got here, and we had room service, right? Room Sweetie. service. And tomorrow, we go to America. Allison. Allison, say hi. 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 Very good very good. Hey, how much does Mommy love Allison? This it's my home movies. How much? <laughs> how much does Mommy love Allison? This much. Okay. So you get the idea. So that was us in the in the, you know, after a month in Kazakhstan, the only English language news coverage I had of the whole election debacle was Fox and then um yeah, and then uh uh we get to Moscow and I can't get it even get the newspaper, but we made it home. Okay. And Allison is now 24 and my, how time flies. So yeah, that was my little baby girl. And if you, you know, go back and, and check out the adoption journal, it's at nicole.sandler.com. Just go uh, under the menu, the pull down menu under about Nicole and you'll find the whole thing. There's tons of video there. There's pictures. There's my whole journal. Um, It was a hell of an experience. And I look back and think, wow, I I don't know. don't know how I did that. Anyway, so um, that was the news from 23 years ago today, Al Gore conceded. And I don't know if you do the woulda, shoulda, coulda things like I do. But can you imagine if one Jeb Bush hadn't been the governor of Florida and worked to Put his finger on the scale so his brother would um, get the presidency to stop the count, right of the votes. Um, boy, how things would have been different. There was a movie years ago with Gwyneth Paltrow called Sliding Doors, and I know it's on one of the um, uh, one of the um, uh, streaming services. It's a good movie, and basically it shows you know you miss the train, the door closes before you can get on it and how your life can change. I want to write a movie about how things would be different had, you know, <laughs> Sandra Day O'Connor done the right thing instead of the wrong thing. Or, or so, um, uh, you know, that, that Al Gore would have rightfully become president and how the world would be a different place today. I really think that was the moment that the whole axis of the planet turned. Oh, a couple of you remember, right? Spocko says, I love sliding doors. Don O'Leary, that was a great movie. It really was. And it's, it, that's got to be 20, 30 years old now, but it's, it's that premise, how one little thing could change history or change the course of a lifetime. So there's that. All right. A couple other things that happened in the news today. Hunter Biden shows up on Capitol Hill. You may recall Hunter Biden said that he would, um, that that he would um, testify before an open session, a public hearing, which is, Originally, if you recall, uh James Comer, the the idiot uh chair of the House Oversight Committee, said that they would welcome Hunter Biden to a public hearing. Until he said he would do it, and then they said, "Oh no, 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 it can't be public, it's got to be private." Well, of course they want to private so that they could release selective passages, take things out of context. Um and and the, the hypocrisy in this group is just stunning i'm not going to play for you any of the audio from the um uh the the, the um that i don't i don't even know if want to call it a hearing whatever it was that went on in the house today where they opened um <laughs> arguments into an impeachment inquiry into joe biden between hunter biden saying no I won't testify before a closed committee I'll do it at a public hearing they said that's not good enough and then they then they accused him of not complying with the subpoena well hello jim jordan who did not comply with congressional subpoenas in fact none of those republicans complied with the subpoenas that they were legally bound to comply with it was okay for them to say, no, we're not going to comply. But um, <laughs> but the Republicans don't have to comply. It's, it's just opposite world, just opposite world. So there's that. We'll talk with Marcy Wheeler more about that on Friday, because again, she can make sense of this stuff where I can't. Um, so there's that. All right. The, the, the other thing, let's see what else I was going to tell you about. Oh, so, um, last week, was it last week already? Desi Doyen was here to talk about, was it last week? God, the days run together, uh, to talk about COP 28, which was going on in Dubai of all places, really an oil in the UAE. They have the, the climate conference and, but the thing that everybody said couldn't happen um that this morning there was an agreement adopted after weeks of contentious talks in Dubai that calls on countries to start quote transitioning away from fossil fuels. This is huge. I mean, huge. So I I don't know what uh, comes from this. I don't know how they move on with this. I don't necessarily trust it. But in nearly 30 years of the, well, 28, COP 28, of this UN summit, a deal has never before specifically called for curbing the use of fossil fuels, which are, as you and I both know, the biggest contributors to the planet's warming. So here, let me read another um, write-up on this. Maybe this uh, has more information. It says, dozens of countries around the world agreed to a centerpiece climate deal with an unprecedented call to transition away from fossil fuels. Here's the sticking point. But several loose ends remain. The agreement forged at the COP28 summit in Dubai falls short of requiring the world to phase out oil, coal, and gas. A measure more than 100 countries and many climate groups have backed. Such advocates worry that this vague language could provide a loophole for countries to avoid instituting major change. Gee, I wonder which countries might avoid instituting major change. Still, the president of COP28, Sultan Al-Jabur, called the deal historic said it represented a paradigm shift that has the potential to redefine our economies. Some countries claim the deal signals the end of the fossil fuel era. Uh, But more ambitious nations say it's far from sufficient to reflect the growing urgency of the climate crisis. And here's the thing. Um, If, as so many uh, Americans are threatening to do, they vote for Donald Trump, and Trump gets back in office, any any concessions that we, the United States, one of the worst offenders of uh, contributing to climate change from overuse of fossil fuels, um, any any deals that we've made under Biden's auspices will be thrown out the window. Donald Trump wants to do away with any regulations calling for um, electric cars, to be phased in. Um, not all of this will be moot if, by some chance, uh, Trump gets back into office. Actually, any progress we've made, period, will be erased. Uh, just, I'm just throwing the warnings out there. By the way, did you hear? I, I don't have anything in the stock market, but today the Dow Jones Industrial Average hit an all time high. I'm just saying it because once again, if Trump were in office, it's all you would have heard about the best economy in the planet. Yeah. Well, um, inflation is flat. The Fed, which met today and, um, you know, signaled that it might raise Interest rates again now says that it won't, although Jerome Powell said there still could be more rate hikes coming because this guy has done everything possible to tank this economy under Bidenomics. Um, And yet there's been no recession. It's been a soft landing, a recovery, um, which we would not have had under the former guy. The thing is the media, it's like pulling teeth to get them to Give this administration anything. Um, other news. There's other stuff going on. The Supreme Court, which we now know will hear uh, about, well, will, it, it took up Jack Smith's motion to leapfrog the appeals court and rule on whether or not Donald Trump has immunity, um, uh, it, which he doesn't. But again, you know, he put three of those people illegitimately on the court, and I say illegitimately because they lied under oath. Yeah, um, yeah. Silly Wonka says raising rates ends inflation. That's what they kept telling us, and all it did was make you know us more uh, stretched, thinner and thinner. Um, I don't know. I I'm not an economist. I don't play one on the radio. I just know that that the Fed and Jerome Powell keeping on raising interest rates has only played into the rights um, uh, assertions that everything is, you know, is screwed up and getting worse. No, actually, things are getting better. Uh, So they will not be raising interest rates, at least not now. However, the Supreme Court did say today that this term they will decide on whether or not to limit access to Prestone the most commonly used drug for legal abortions in this country for medical abortions. And, you know, I'd still look at this woman in Texas who had to leave to um, get health care. And again, you know, if, if the people that are threatening, I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden now don't, if we wind up with Donald Trump back in the white house, any progress we've made is gone. So, you know, the, the, these ugly threats have got to stop. And as my mother used to say, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Okay. I see. It appears that our guests are here. So at least a couple of them are. So hold on. I've got to um, got to get our, our shot all set up and uh, see if this works. Bear with me a second. And Um, so, so uh, let's, let's start over again. So back in July, uh, we had learned that, um, sag and after went out on strike and I invited my old friend, Dave Jolliffe to, um, to come on the show and explain what was going on. Dave Jolliffe, it turns out was, is on the, Uh, executive board. He was on the negotiating committee and Dave Jolliffe. Oops. And that's not going to, okay. I'm going to have to fix this. Take myself out of there. This is what happens when you work without a producer, um, which I do. So there, now I have, I have uh, Francis Fisher, David Jolliffe, and, and maybe Sean Aston will be joining us, but let me say hello to Francis and, and Dave Jolliffe. Hi there, you guys. Thanks so much for being here today.
3: Hey Nicole, good to see you wow. after all these years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Actually 5 months, but who's counting? Was it
3: 5 months? Oh my god, Do it you feels believe like it?
2: years. Right? No, it was 5 yeah. months ago. I was still in Florida. Um, I'm now in um, in Arizona. We moved. So I got out of Florida, which is a good thing. Um, nice. Yeah. And and Florida uh, yeah, is Florida's,
4: Florida's Oh my god. Uh, yeah, Sean is just settling into. He's in uh, DC. He's just settling in. Okay. Uh, hopefully he'll be on here um, uh, as soon as possible, if if at all. But uh, well, if he joins us, that'd be
2: great. He can he can jump in and there now I I have the at least three of us in the photo. So first, I, I have to say congratulations. The strike is over and you guys did it. You you. It was a victory. Um, but what we don't know, we know that it's over. We know that like as of November 9th, before the whole body even voted on it, that that the strike was effectively over and and it was getting back to work and everything. And then everybody voted on it and it did pass. But what did we what did you get? What happened? Well, well go ahead, Francis. No, you go ahead. Well,
4: what we got uh, was, uh, first of all, over a billion dollars in new money over the term of the contract, which is about uh, just around two and a half years. Um, We broke uh, the what's called the pattern where. Uh, we're supposed to uh, go along with what the other unions get—WGA and, and DGA, um, mostly. The other the two other above-the-line unions. Uh, we we broke that pattern of wage increases. We uh, we have a, a, a we had a cap on our on our. Uh, contributions our our pension health contributions where on a on an hour show it was a fifteen thousand dollar cap and anything you earned over fifteen thousand dollars uh did not have a contribution made and anything half over twenty four thousand huh, half on a half, half hour. hour and then on an hour twenty four thousand five hundred we raised those uh significantly uh, to add another uh, uh, approximately $180 million over the term of the contract into the plan, which uh, we expect, Francis, myself and others expect, that uh, will uh, help reestablish some senior benefits that were uh Lost three years ago, and also it's about another 150 million dollars that also is being added into the plan through the wage increase uh, the part. Uh, we have uh, A, 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 artificial intelligence protections and guardrails that we never had before. Um, uh, we have uh, hair and makeup provisions that we never had before. Uh, we can go on and on and on, but those are kind of the major points. Anything else, Francis? That you can?
3: Oh, my God. My mind is is just swimming. I'm uh, kind of unprepared. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, we raised the Schedule F terms. We've uh, background got 11 percent wage increase, which is unheard of. Uh, And principals got a 7 percent wage increase, which is which broke the pattern, as David said which has always been something that we have wanted to do and never were able to achieve until now. We cover PCAP now, they're in
2: the contract and that's also- for
4: performance capture. Yeah. When people put the dots on their heads. And, yeah.
2: Okay. That that's for like the dots on their heads. You are talking about with animation, with, um, uh, using, um, technology like CGI and stuff like that.
4: Yes. Okay. Those perform those performers weren't guaranteed a union contract until now. Wow.
2: Uh, now. the the big question, and, and our pal Spacco in the chat room said the first thing he wanted to ask about uh, was the, the 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 big one, the AI. Um the, the artificial intelligence has it it appears came on the scene, everyone should have expected it, but nobody uh, I guess made provisions for it, and and there were worries. I mean, the, the part of what one of the things that the producers wanted is to be able to use your likenesses um, in perpetuity if they could capture it and use it and use AI to make it do things that you didn't do. And you wouldn't get paid for it, so I know I'm oversimplifying we have, it.
3: We have provisions that it's a it's like a one time use. You get scanned for it, and if they give you, uh, if if they they tell you how specifically your scan is going to be used, your digital replica is going to be used. You can either agree to it or not. And if you do agree to it, you get paid for it. You get pension and health contributions. So nobody's job is being taken away.
4: Okay. Yeah, people, people, you know, uh, performers uh, uh, need to understand that. You know that that, that people think that it's going to be a condition of an empl- of employment, which means that you know you don't want to sign it. We'll go on to the next actor that you know will sign it. The thing is, is that in that in that condition of employment they have to articulate specifically where and when they want to use your replica. So, and let's say in the, in the, in the, in the voiceover business or in the on-camera business, um, they, you know, there'd be a line there. We want to use your digital replica. It can't say anywhere we want. It has to say, let's doing. let's say you're doing episode uh, four of a law and order and they want to maybe bring that character back in episode seven in some little thing or something that you would work in. They have to articulate that it is that specific episode that they want to use your uh, digital replica and they have to pay you for whatever that work would have been. So uh, that's a guardrail that's in place. It's not a blanket uh, condition of employment. It's not a blanket signing away your rights. It has to be specifically articulated to what that is
3: and it's uh, got to be for that production it's not that they can keep it and use it in any, any other production the thing right. that was very uh, scary to the background folks is that they thought that they would be scanned once and their their digital replica would be used in perpetuity that's not that way any longer and also background must have 25 human beings in a television production and 85 human beings in a movie before any digital replicas can be used or non-union background can be used. So we have protections for human beings.
2: Wow. And and who would, you know, I was just talking about something that happened 23 years ago. Do you know it was 23 years ago today that Al Gore conceded and the whole, I think uh, history changed, right? It was 23 years years ago. Um, and just, uh, I was talking about the, there was this movie called sliding doors just where, yeah. you know, anything, one little thing can change the course of history. And I can't help but think what life would be like today. If, if Jeb Bush hadn't been governor of Florida and, and, and it's, it's Andrew day O'Connor did the right thing instead of the wrong. Thing. And if Al Gore hadn't conceded, um, how things might be different, but what, I don't think any of us ever considered the idea of artificial intelligence like being so integral to these negotiations in, in the year 2023. I guess we did. It was the future, but the future is here now. Well,
3: it was, you know, artificial intelligence was not a mandatory subject of bargaining. The fact that we actually got it into the contract is something that a lot of people are missing. They could have kept it outside of 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 the cba and we got it in and we have guardrails. i i liken it to sticking this uh, the the fence posts in the ground we've got the fence posts in we've got the barbed wire and we're going to build more as we see what happens with legislation with the de- development of, of AI. Right now, we have it on good authority that um, a digital replica can last about four seconds and then it falls apart. There is no way I can even imagine that a full, fully fleshed out digital replica will be used in the next few years because of what, you know, because the the technology is not there yet. It's different when people say, oh, but look how good this is here, you know, right. on, the, on my phone. But we're not talking about that. We're bargaining with the AMPTP. They wanna put movies on the screen. It's very different than watching something on your phone.
2: Right, because when something is blown up that big for a big screen movie theater, you see every little imperfection and something that's digitally constructed, that's not real. Um, I would guess would
3: be,
2: would be really pixelated. I mean, it's not going to look real. And also the other thing
3: part of it is, is that I don't know if technology will ever be able to replicate a human emotion, no matter how much, uh, they put into that blender and, bring out you know what i mean right. it's it's what 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 audiences and what actors want to do is be real in the moment relating to each other looking into each other's eyes
2: Well, and that's the most difficult thing I would guess about being an actor. Certainly, I'm not one. My my emotions are readily obvious because it's, it's what I do every day. I'm brutally honest. But when you're an actor, you need to be able to affect these changes that you may not necessarily be feeling, but that your character is and convey that that's, that's a skill that you guys master over a lifetime that, uh, and you could tell the difference between someone who's not a real actor and someone who is. So to try to get that artificially constructed, uh, I can't, I, I can't grok it. It's just my brain doesn't go there, but this is what they're trying to do to, to save money, I guess.
4: So you know until or unless um, it becomes its own art form like animation mm. or 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 there's a character uh, that is not human like you know maybe in the next Star Wars R2D2 is right. you know. <laughs> or c 3 C-3PO or whatever is uh or a dragon uh or, or whatever mythical creature you know is but that's been VFX you know uh for for decades anyway you know go back to Jason and the Argonauts and stop motion and you know from 50 60 years ago so it'll it will evolve but our goal as unionists and and uh, the gatekeepers and protectors of, of performers, uh, what our goal and, and, and charges is, is to protect that work and make sure that we, the human beings are the ones who actually perform.
2: I gotcha. And as a Francis, yeah. one thing, uh, Francis Fisher and David Jolliffe are with us. And one thing that you had mentioned is about how many humans have to be in a scene before they can. So I always think of, you know, when I talked about why I got into radio, I, I like radio because I'm sort of a hermit. And I, one person can go in a studio and recreate the Super Bowl with just some sound effects and imagination. But to do that in TV or on film, you, you need a lot of people and you need to, it's, it's, it's going to be a big production. Um, to fill a stadium full of people they could conceivably use these scans and have faces like that. But you're saying one of the protections you got is so many human beings have to be scattered in among oh, these, background. among the. Um, the, right. the and, and listen, scattered. you know, uh,
4: back to, you know, uh, to the, you know, the old MGM uh, you know, uh, old style biblical movies when they filled up the Colosseum, they used to use paper cutouts and have them on poles and sticks, moving up and down. And there's there is a technology now called tiling, which has been used for about a decade. Uh, uh, Ted Lasso they uh, they did a, a, some kind of documentary or something about how they filled the soccer stadiums so uh, we're using this technology we understand that but um, we have the guaranteed number and it's a higher number than used to be guaranteed in both television and in, in film so we feel that that along with the wage increases that we got them outsized, as Francis said 11% the first year and then another 4% starting in July 1st of next year and another three and a half percent after that, that, um, you know, and other protections that we've gotten, we feel very comfortable, beyond comfortable. We feel good with what we got.
2: So how long does this contract go? Is this, is this going to be? It goes, until,
4: it goes until June 30 of uh, 2026.
2: Okay. So two and a half, two and a half years. And then... Do you have to do it all over again? <laughs> what
4: happened? And, and then somebody will do it all over again. <laughs> this was my ninth one. I think it was France's fourth or fifth. And, you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll be here as long as I can stand. But uh, uh, my, my first negotiation was 24 or five, quarter century ago. So this was my ninth TV theatrical wow. negotiation. So they're, uh, they're, it's, it's exhausting. I, I'm sure
2: it is. And I know, Dave, when when the, when the news broke that there was a settlement and I, I said, I, I would love to get you back on to talk about, you know, what you got, how what the deal was. um, You did say, well, we still have to do the whole vote. So so what happened? The, the negotiating committee made the deal and then it had to go out to the full membership.
4: Yeah, yeah. The negotiate. The negotiating committee makes the deal. They give a report. Uh, a summary of what uh of what the deal is the deal points to the board we did that a couple days after uh we 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 uh tentatively agreed with the uh, with our uh bargaining partners then the board approved it um i think around 86% yes and then it has to go out to the membership for the final ratification and i think that came back about 78% i think it was about 78% yes to 22% no 78.33% yes there what? you
3: go
4: there you go. So so, so.
3: 21 day, it was a 21 day ratification process where there was a lot of educational seminars, webinars, zoom meetings, uh, where, uh, members could ask their questions. They could write in their questions. It was a lot of activity, those three weeks.
2: Wow. Um, and, and, and then it's, it's all over now. You didn't wait for those three weeks to be up. You had a good idea that it was going to pass um, when people went back to work, or they. You waited until the vote was no, no, no. We, done. What we did was
4: we temporarily suspended the strike. Okay. And uh, uh, we did, the negotiating committee did that. and then the day the board met, everybody could, I think it was November 9th, everybody could go back to work on a tentative agreement because uh, with the not with the uh, you know absolute assurance, but with the hope that the referendum would pass. it did. So what we uh, what we felt was is it would be better to get people back to work as soon as possible uh, uh, and see how the referendum turned out, uh, which proved to be the right choice because people got those wage increases and all the new benefits going back to, I think it was November 9th or 10th around there somewhere.
2: So, yeah. for, so was it like, how long were you out? Was it five months or so that, that you were on 118 strike?
3: 118
2: days? Yeah. And, 118 oh, days. And, oh, look who's here. See, I had a feeling that would happen as soon as I took down Sean's name from, yeah, from yeah, the Chiron. Anyway.
4: From the Don't Chiron. Into his ego.
2: <laughs> now, hold on. I got to get me out of the way here so we can see Sean. Give me one second. This is this is me being a uh, uh, director, talent, everything. This is why you need people who know what they're doing. Um, Sean Aston joins us. Hey, Sean. Welcome. And uh, I'll. I'll repeat what i said congratulations that uh, you. you guys worked hard and and you know this has been a good year for labor for organized labor there was a, a quite a while there that um unions were like a dirty word no more
0: i just drove a uh, rode on the train from uh, from new york to dc and my daughter and i sat opposite the head of the nfl players a, a union, pleasure association, and uh, we had three hours of like really great, intense discussion about just what you just said about this moment in uh, in labor in America, and trying to figure out, you know, how do you how do you keep it going? How do you how do you you know have that? fraternity or whatever between the unions and and build and grow they were on our our strike lines and um yeah so thank you for that though it's it's all thanks to these two people here the
3: oh it is building it is building because uh you know we supported the wga and their strike that's right they got what they wanted we got what we wanted and now, you know, with the gains that we got, I mean, Cheryl Lee Ralph said she was with a lot of union leaders a couple of nights ago, and uh, they were all amazed at what we achieved in our contract negotiations. And it's going to give Iasi and the Teamsters a boost because they can build on what we achieved. Without and they a were doubt. They're with us on the strike line, too.
2: Yeah. So there's uh, the actors, um, SAG AFTRA. Uh, the Writers Guild, one there's the UAW, the railroad workers. I mean, this has been a really good year for labor. And, and you know, I hope people keep that in mind when they go into election time. Um, yeah, and the
3: nurses are out now. Oh, you right.
0: Know. Uh, nurses yeah. need help. Yeah. Hotel workers, hospital workers. Mm. You know, longshoremen. I don't think they actually had to strike, but they spent two years on their contract. Um, yeah, I I was able to march in a parade in the uh, Labor Day parade, and you just see you see people, you see people walking around. You know that that um that's what unions are. We're made up of human beings, and sometimes you uh, you you forget that when you're talking about um you know deal points and. You know, when we watch the news and you think about all the different dynamics that affect the economy and everything else. But when it gets right down to it, we're talking about how can people work together to try and make sure that their interests are protected and represented. And so it's it's great that that's uh, happening in the country right now. We got to. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's excellent.
4: I'd like to make a point, too,
0: that um,
4: we the contract we got was the was the contract we needed. And uh, we're going to have to have a long talk with our bargaining partners about negotiating in good faith. Um, You know, uh, I've said to Sean and Francis, know this is that we kind of trained the AMPTP to roll us for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And I think that played into how long this strike lasted because they thought that we would break. And this is a new leadership in this union, and we're not breaking. And it's not like we have some overwhelming, amazing victory. We got to where we needed to be as a workforce and to make a living in this business and to protect the business, as we were talking about artificial intelligence, Shawnee, before you got on the call. Um, So over the next uh, year or two, We're going to have to sit down with uh, Carol or whoever is over there at the AMPTP uh, and say, listen, you know, we need to start bargaining uh, in a way where we respect each other and uh, so that we're not putting people out of work for four months, five months, six months is what happened in our business because the WGA started two months before we did. Um, And you need to bargain with us fairly and squarely so that we don't get into this situation again. Uh, You know, we needed Uh, at least that um, 7% uh, increase in wages just to stay even with inflation. And we're going to catch up with inflation because of the way the calendar is working out. We'll get another 4% increase starting July 1st of uh, next year. So that'll put us at over 11% compounded, and that should get us pretty close to inflation. But you cannot be asking us to move backwards Uh, In these negotiations, we need to stay even and move forward or you're going to you're going to create this kind of animosity and you're also not going to have a workforce that is professional. You get myself and Sean and Francis and all of them, not not for a, a real ton of money. When it comes into the overall expense of manufacturing the product that we manufacture so that's going to be our goal over the next couple of years is to try to create a better labor atmosphere with with our employers so that we don't get in these situations again
3: right well, you know uh the the uh <laughs> fran uh famously said you know rather early on in our negotiations and, to the lawyers that we were negotiating with across the table, the AMPTP, if you guys can't negotiate this, maybe I need to go, we need to go over your heads. And that's exactly what happened. The CEOs first bargained uh, with the WGA and got some movement. They ended up getting exactly what the WGA went out on, with, with nothing else, they could have saved five months Wow! By, by letting, you know, by just agreeing to that contract. They hurt so many people. And the same thing with us, you know, uh, things started moving uh, when the CEOs came in and they had to be educated about the contract.
2: Well, we saw some, some kind of, some kind of uh, almost tone deaf statements from some of the CEOs and I guess they got an earful and then came to the table and. Uh, that's when things well, start also, okay. also the, the,
4: the labor uh you know uh negotiators on the other side are incentivized to give as little as possible uh n- not just you know philosophically but monetarily uh, bonuses are built on how much they how badly they can grind us and that's not a good atmosphere uh also they're given limits on where they can go and that's why at to a point we just said we can't deal with you guys we have to go to the bosses and explain to them what's going on here and uh, and and they, li- and they listened. Now of course you know the AMPTP are their lawyers and they're going to be advocating uh, for their client the, you know the the streamers and the studios but at the end of the day I think we built a, a much better relationship with management uh, than uh, that came before where we were just dealing with not. I don't want to use the word underlings but um, you know the, the hired lawyer that are there to grind us to a pulp. Sure, and that, you know that's just not with Francis, Sean, and I here, and with Duncan, who was fabulous. And uh, and and uh, presidents like Fran, that's not going to happen anymore. So hopefully, that message was sent loud and clear, and we can start bargaining honestly, squarely, and get to the end much you quicker. Sound,
0: you sound so responsible, David. You're, you're <laughs> such a uh, you're, so, you're such a responsible even killed, you know, manager of this process, I, I come away from this situation um, feeling a little more stung, a little more wounded than I would have wanted to. Really, uh, I've, On the on the one hand, it was a triumphant success if you look at it relative to all the contracts that have come before it. But I look at these uh, companies and I see that no Individual, not Bob Iger or any of those people, no one individual is um, accountable. For their decision making, and so you end up with a consortium of companies that aren't responsible for anything, and so I I think of it as a kind of sociopathic relationship. I don't I don't know that you can ever get them to uh, see your humanity enough to be able to you know um, to to you know this this is what Fran was saying from the from the beginning. You know who who are you like wh- Why can't we talk like we used to be able to talk? And it's like well you know as an A lister. You can engage in certain kind of conversations, but when you're representing this amount of money, they're, they're uh, zero-sum players. They do not have an emotional pulse. They do not care. I really believe that they do not. Maybe individually, we would share stories about uh, hardships that members would face in this circumstance or that or whatever, and you could see that the, the people, the lawyers or whoever was representing them, the, the junior executives or whoever were in there, you could see them kind of- of like well up. They could feel the emotion of it. And then they'd file out of the room and we'd file out of the room. And what would come back a few hours later was absolute garbage. And you think like either they're brain dead or there's some like disconnect between what they're hearing and what they're deciding. It's almost like the the feelers are in the room and then, you know, zero sum calculators are the ones actually writing down what comes across to us. So uh, my what I want to make sure of is we're ready to strike again right away. You know, that we're that we look at this moment as a pause and let's we'll let ourselves regroup. People can get back to work. They can refill their coffers a little bit. And, you know, some people said to me, oh, well, this strike won't happen again for a generation. And we're like, the hell it won't. We if we're not ready to go right back in there and force them to answer a lot of the things that they didn't answer the last time, you know, and they don't and they know we we're not willing to go on strike we'll never we we won't be able to keep pace we caught up a lot from where we the, the hole that we had dug ourselves as a union for the last 30 years but there's much more to do and i'm i'm feeling uh, much more aggressive about this than than sort of uh, con- convivial or congenial or something <laughs> Well, so, David, see, it looks like Sean's here. ready
2: to step up. If you're ready to step well, down, <laughs> as you see, I'm wearing white. Sean's wearing
4: black, so you can see. That. Uh, and, and then, Frances is right in the middle with her hippie tie dye. Uh, the there you go. The other issue, too. The other issue, too, with who we uh, bargain with across the table, exactly who we bargain with across the table, is that they're all competitors outside of that room. Ah. Uh-huh. You know, Sony and NBC Universal and Netflix and Amazon and and Disney—they're all competitors uh, until they get in a room and they're dealing with us. So they have different business models. Uh, you know, Sony is not in the streaming business; they're in the production business. Right. Uh, NBC is bifurcated with—you know Donna's there, but she's got the NBC linear network television, but she's also got Peacock that she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, a different kind of model. Netflix is just in the streaming business they're not in the linear business at all even though now they're trying to get where all this is going to land in my opinion which is just right back to what network television was 30 or 40 but years and now ago now disney's
2: talking about spinning off the abc network the linear part right
4: Bundling. Right. But it's but, but yeah, bundling it all. But it all, you know, listen, advertisers are going to need, to need a place to advertise and they're going to need to go to a place where they're the most eyeballs. And uh, however that works out, whatever the technology is, uh, is, is where this thing is going to land. But the point I wanted to make is that we're in a room with people that have disparate interests <laughs> and uh, except when they get in the room, then all of a sudden they have to figure out all of the, you know, we have to figure out what general contract. Which is this frigging thing, okay? Wow. Which is wow. 800 pages, 800 pages long, and um, that will fit into all of those business business models. So it's uh, it's a very difficult puzzle to work out, but we have uh, very good minds, as you can see, well not me, but you can see with Francis <laughs> and Sean, and then uh, I think we have very good, an excellent staff that understands these contracts and all the nuances. And Duncan did a fabulous job. I want to say that twice.
2: Uh, And you had the, the, for the most part, the public on your side. I think people get it. We're all sick and tired of being, you know, treated like numbers um, that the humanity is not seen, that money is more important than our lives. And I think you had the most of the public on your side and, and they were glad to see the settled. So now I guess I want to ask you what, what you're all working on now, now that you can talk about projects again.
3: I'm reading scripts. Shawnee already went back to work. Um,
4: yeah. Just- uh, and I'm waiting for shows to come back and post production and loop them. So, um, you know, I'll probably get back in January, February. But, you know, shows are, you know, people are back to work. Right. People are back to work. Yeah. Sean, well, did I. I- <laughs>
0: Sean, weren't you, what'd you do? Good morning, America, this morning. What did you do? Yeah, I was promoting a uh, uh, Scrooge. The Christmas Carol that, uh, that came out uh, I don't know, on, as a podcast about a week ago. And it, it was like right at the top of all the numbers for the Apple podcast. Like it was number one for the first week in its category. And it was on the it had something like an 89 percent completion rate. Wow. And so they had me on there with my scarf and my Dickensian <laughs> hat talking about um, enjoying this holiday season and and being grateful for the, you know, opportunities that are upon us i i wonder how how people's um holidays will be i hope that people are gratified that they feel their their sacrifice was worth it and um you know when you're on a negotiating committee you kind of you just have to hope you're making the right decisions you know for to stay out as long as you stay out and stopping when you stop and but yeah no i was back to work i I can't say the name of the sitcom but i did i did an episode of sitcom last week why
3: can't you say it
0: Well, I strike anymore. Yeah, no, no, but they uh, their PR machine was going to make an announcement this week. So I don't want to preempt their announcement. Yeah, but uh, but it was it was um, it's one of my favorite things to do is to be on a multicam in front of an audience. And, you know, it's just it's why we it's what we love you know when we're working you sort of go like oh right <laughs> oh, that's right. what I it's about i actually
3: went and did a a, a a couple hours of adr last week i forgot about that and that's mm-hmm. acting too i actually changed a little bit of my performance with you know with you know line changes here and there different tonality and all that improved what was shot on the day so that was
2: so fine, ADR fine. is that's the, the, the voice when you loop in, you put in sounds or or redub um, yeah, dialogue if the, if or if the
3: sounds messed up or, it, you know, they need a little more information because there's, you know, and I was the it, she's a writer director. So she wrote me some really great lines to to forward the plot that, you know, on the back of my head. So you didn't have to do any mouth movements and stuff like
0: that. They actually called it looping back in the day because the physical film strip, what with, with, they created a loop. So you do the line and then the loop would come around and you could do it again. Now, ah. obviously, did, like, but uh, ADR, additional dialogue recording, right? Or I hear other words for it. Is that right? Yeah, it's 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 it, it goes back and
4: forth. It's either uh, automated or additional oh. dialogue uh, dialogue replacement. We know that DR is dialogue, dialogue replacement. replacement. Yeah. And this
2: is the your a, world a, now, Dave. Right? This what? is this is where oh. you do most of your work now. In in it, it, it,
4: it is it is. Um, you know, I I did a show uh, Suits, which is was the number one show on Netflix uh, for yeah. last month. got uh, um, tons of shows. Tons. I'm very very lucky in, in the business I'm in.
2: And as I'm telling um, people that, um, and I guess you don't get anything from it, but your old Room 222 episodes are available on YouTube. <laughs> And you see Bernie with the big red fro and that's, that's David correct. Jala. And
4: now you see Davey, Davey with the no, no, no. Right.
2: <laughs> Somebody asked me if your uh, hair was still red. And I said, I, d- 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 there's not much hair there, but uh, it,
4: it's, I don't know what color it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's old man, whatever old man hair.
0: You d- this is my dad is like that too. So you, you, you think too hard the, that brain, when your brain heats up, when you're thinking <laughs> it, messes up the follicles. You need to be a little more lazy in the mind and things will be just fine well (laughs) uh, you 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 make me think shawnee all right
4: do you have to kick us out of here nicole
2: um whenever we're already in overtime but uh, thank you guys so much for coming on i am looking forward to um seeing you now um sean do you have something on netflix now did i see you were promoting something on shitter
0: um there's a thing called the shift that is uh, an Angel Studios production that just was in the actual physical theaters. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's found its way to one of the streaming platforms yet. Um, there is another one called I Mordecai. I think, I'm not sure which, pla- I've just, uh, you know, before COVID, I did all this stuff and it's just been sitting there. And now as soon as the strike is over, like 10 things came out all at the right. same time. So, yeah.
2: And Francis, do you have anything coming out we should be looking for?
3: Uh, not Coming, I've got two things in, in uh post production, but uh something that came out during the strike that I couldn't promote, but is it was number one on Netflix for a number of weeks called Reptile. It's still there with Benicio Del Toro Ooh. who co wrote the script, Justin Timberlake.
4: And yeah, Francis is very fancy
2: cool. in that show. I'm gonna look for I'm, that. Reptile. Okay.
3: Now I'll be able to see it. I still haven't even seen it yet. I would <laughs> Put it on at night and I'd fall asleep because
0: our days were long, weren't they, boys? Yeah, they were. I I would say (laughs) they. I would say that TikTok is a terrible, awful platform that no one should ever, ever look at. But if you happen to look at it, you'll see a lot of Titanic behind the scenes uh, interviews and, you know, little vignettes and things. And I've been watching those, Francis, and just enjoying. I mean, I haven't been watching it on TikTok. Too. It's a lie.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Good that's it. Oh that well, I'm, I'm thrilled you're back to work. Um, I'm thrilled that all of your uh, members in your union are back to work. One of these days, we'll have to talk about the whole after thing. Um, Again, I've been on uh, what honorable withdrawal for so long because I've lived in a state that is a right to work state, which means right to work for less and your union isn't able to help you. But um, uh, one day, we'll talk about uh, somebody that I know in radio, who spent about a year recording his voice to be used as a, a an AI disc jockey so that they can do form I guess so that he feels so that when he's gone he can still provide for his family but I, yeah. that just kind of freaks me out
3: yeah well we do we did uh, cover that also in in our provisions that if there's a deceased member that uh, if they don't have a will or a uh, any kind of legacy or um, 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 what what's a the direct, word a directive. directive a direct descendant or anything like that that the uh, companies would have to go to the guild. You know, did we, didn't
4: we call that? Something we call it the zombie clause or something? What did we call it? That's what David Slatt called it <laughs> <laughs> before we, before it was fixed. We, fixed, we Yeah, we, we fixed it. We fixed
3: it so true. they can't they can't just you know use deceased performers right. without you know. I would just their, say that
0: the the AI you know environment that we we're trying to negotiate in this agreement. There there is no roadmap. There are no rules. There's no anything. There is just a bunch of people recognizing that our livelihoods are going to be impacted and a group of people who don't care. And so trying to figure out where to draw lines in the sand and where to sort of plant your flag, if you will, I think we did a really good job of making sure that For all time, the industry has acknowledged that its behavior in this space has an impact on our careers. And now we're going to have to go. It was a very uh, robust, if you want to use that word, contentious, maybe in some ways. But it was a very dynamic uh, ratification period where a lot of folks came forward with a lot of really interesting ideas of things that we could be thinking about for the future, things that are going to be impacted with legislation. um, And, you know, uh, hopefully we can. Like David always says, the hive mind. We can absorb. We as a an institution can absorb the best of the ideas and approaches that people brought in that were different than we, you know, had conceptualized and um, in, you know integrate that into decisions moving forward. Even before the next negotiation, we have two meetings between now and when the next negotiation starts to talk about AI. And I would expect that we would be um, pressing hard for um, at least starting the conversation on some of these, some of these things like biometrics and protecting your information and stuff like that.
2: Well, you know, and at least you you've started dealing with it where a lot of uh, segments of all industry haven't look what happened yeah. at sports illustrated. It yeah. it was revealed that they used AI and they even came up with fake pictures of not real people who they said wrote these stories and they were written under AI and
0: heads roll. Did, did the editor lose his job? Or yes. Something? That
2: yeah. No. yeah. Yeah.
0: So well, I, I think that we deserve, you know, we, we're in the, we're the tip of the spear in terms of the, the easiest to manipulate at the highest cost to the worker. Mm. Um, but everyone is going to have to figure out what, how to address themselves to this new technology. I don't think we should be afraid of it, but I think, you know, uh, SAG-AFTRA did a good job of, of you know, plan- like I say, planting a flag in the conversation. And, and um, you know, we're going to have, it's going to be really interesting to see what, what provisions actually get triggered and how well um, they do with, You know, their their reporting is they have a lot of responsibility. The studios have a responsibility to do reporting and we'll see how well they do it. And we'll see if claims start piling up. And we'll, you know, it's it's not like uh, other negotiations where you you put down your pens and you walk away, shake hands and walk away. This is like, nope. this is everybody needs to stay focused on this beat by beat as we move forward.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Every all eyes are on
2: A.I. Yes. Uh, and not just in the world of, of acting and movies and TV, but everywhere, publishing, you know, it, you name it. It's, it's a huge oh, challenge yeah. going forward. So at least you guys are already dealing with it. Uh, David Joller, Francis Fisher, Sean Aston, It's an honor to have you guys here. And thank you so much for, for coming back and talking about what you did. And congratulations. I know you worked really hard on this and I'm very happy that you got it done and hopefully uh 2026, you know, will be okay. But it sounds like Sean's ready to, to take up the fight. Uh, as fight. He's
3: going forward. <laughs> there's no relaxing. We're not relaxing. Maybe over the holidays a little bit.
0: Yeah. A but, uh, little, little relaxing, but not, uh, yeah, not yeah. too much. The, 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 we have, there's a lot of people who are, paying attention a lot. I mean our, our committee but also the board leadership and new new people that are into the board and and uh members who are now realizing that they're it's not just permissible, but it's required that members get involved and read the Constitution and look through our contracts and raise their hand. And nobody's going to necessarily ask you to do it. Just step in and, and do it. And, I, you know, I honor the the work, David, your work and Francis, your work and a lot of our uh, elder states persons who have for decades done done this union, made the union go. And, um, you know, so you can have Duncan and you can have, you know, Fran and everything else. But if you don't have you guys who'd understand where we've been in their slogging and fighting it out, it doesn't, it, um, you know, that, that institutional knowledge and heart is means a lot. So I'm very proud to stand with you.
2: (laughs) And there, and they're pointing right back at you. Uh, again, Sean Aston, Francis Fisher, David Jolliffe, thank you all so much. And, uh, now get back to work. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you so Thanks, much. You. Take care. Bye Bye-bye. bye. Uh, what what a treat! What a what a absolute pre- pleasure and a, and a treat that was. Um, yeah, you know I I, I just live here. <laughs> I'm fa- you know I'm a fan of all of them. Uh, Dave I've known for for thirty years, but uh, Francis Fisher. Oh my God, The Unforgiven. Go watch that movie. Rudy, not Giuliani. The original Rudy. Sean Aston, and Ru- I'm not I don't like sports movies, but Rudy, oh my I need to watch it again. It's a good like Christmas movie anyway. um and David Jolliffe, go go look up room two twenty two on YouTube and uh, marvel at at uh, Bernie's Fro and how socially ahead of the curve they were all those years ago. All right. With that, we're done. Uh, we went into overtime today, but, you know, for good reason uh tomorrow's thursday howie klein will be here friday empty wheel marcy wheeler and um yeah thanks for listening everybody uh i hope that was good for you too all right i'll see you tomorrow take care be good peace out